This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Caviar and by Manscaped. Ever since Boston Dynamics first showed off their big dog robot back in 2004, all the way through their various other iterations leading up to the current Spot robot, the number one question on everyone's mind has been, well, how long is it going to be until someone gives that thing a gun? It happened to drones like that. Yeah. Uh, Boston Dynamics themselves certainly don't like that people keep asking this question, and they presumably are still a little bit sore about that Black Mirror episode a few years ago that featured essentially Spot with a gun. But despite their efforts to emphasize Spot's practical, non-violent uses in construction and manufacturing, Spot is a machine that <coughs> anyone with $75,000 can own, and uh, machines can be repurposed. <laughs> Once you own that Spot, it is yours to do your it as spot. you please. So when the company Mischief, or M-S-C-H-F, which is sort of a prankster art collective, got its hands on a spot robot, they decided to attach a gun to it and hand over control to random strangers on the internet. Now, a paintball gun, to be clear. Oh, okay, good. And all done in a controlled environment. But the obvious implication is, uh, if, this is if it's this easy to give Spot a paintball gun and tell it to shoot stuff remotely over the internet, a real gun with real ammunition really wouldn't be that hard. And... Would you be surprised to find out that Boston Dynamics is not happy about this? How dare you? Yeah, so this is just the latest drop from Mischief, whose uh, products and projects regularly end up in the news because they are often very silly. Uh, they were the ones behind that Mr. Beast app last summer, the finger on the app, which offered a $25,000 reward to whoever literally kept their finger on the app the longest. Other Mischief drops that went viral included uh, Nikes with holy water in the soles, <laughs> Uh, the entire series run of the U.S. office recreated in Slack. Uh, medical bills turned into giant paintings sold for the actual cost of the bills themselves to pay them off. A website called All the Streams that played various streaming services like TV channels uh, on an old TV. That one got shut down, understandably. And also a rubber chicken bong. Silly. Uh, recent drops include Anti-Advertising Advertising Club, which paid influencers to talk shit on brands instead of promote them. And also, they bought up a bunch of potential 2024 presidential campaign URLs, which you can invest in and potentially profit off of if the URLs end up getting sold. That's cool. I wish they would have paid us to talk shit about companies. I mean, we're right here, willing and able. Yeah. We, um, they know we'll do it for free. Also, I brought back some holy water from Italy. I still haven't found a reason to use it, but uh, putting it inside my shoes? You don't drink anymore, cool. but I'd say put it in a cocktail. Yeah, I gotta, it's, like, it's like one of those things. It's like in case of emergency. Yeah. Yeah. In case there's a, a devil in your house. Yeah. Or like I like some I commit some accidentally commit some horrific sin. Just, yeah. What I don't know how to use it, but uh, I just, bought it. You just sort of fling it everywhere. And then they were like, it's "Sir, can you please take your hat off inside the church?" And I was like, "Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry." Literally, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, look, yeah, um, giving Spot a gun seems right up uh, this brand's alley. Uh, the event Spot's Rampage was Wednesday this week, and the way it worked was users would download the Mischief app, and every two minutes a random user was given control of Spot's movement and, of course, the gun. Uh, the environment resembled an art gallery and featured various previous Mischief drops on display along statues uh, uh, and Andy Warhol Brillo boxes. Great documentary about the Brillo box. Yeah. Available, I don't know what streaming service, but uh, it's good. No humans or animals were harmed in this, and it looks like a lot of it involved Spot falling and struggling to get back up. But it's still Spot with a gun, being controlled by random people on the internet. Uh, from Mischief's manifesto for this project, Everyone in this world takes one look at cute little Spot and knows, this thing will definitely be used by police and the military to murder people. And what do police departments have? Strong unions. Spot is employee of the month. You never need to union bust a robot, but a robot can union bust you. See Spot kill! 
Spot is an empathy-building tool because cute and approachable. We talked with Boston Dynamics, and they hated this idea. <laughs> they said they would give us another two spots for free if we took the gun off. That just made us want to do this even more. And if our spot stops working, just know they have a backdoor override built into each and every one of these little robots. See Spot fall over and freak out. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it is to be a slave. Our saving grace, Spot is evil, but not very good at its job. And yeah, Boston Dynamics was not ha happy about this one bit. Uh, they actually initially were very on board with collaborating with Mischief and had suggested using Spot's robot arm to paint with a paintbrush. That'd be cute. Maybe some of that Bob Ross. Yeah, uh, but once the paintball gun entered the picture, they quickly distanced themselves. Uh, once Spot's rampage started making the news rounds, Boston Dynamics even went out of their way to tweet out a statement expressing their strong disapproval. Today, we learned that an art group is planning a spectacle to draw attention to a provocative use of our industrial robot Spot. To be clear, we condemn the portrayal of our technology in any way that promotes violence, harm, or intimidation. Our mission is to create and deliver surprisingly capable robots that inspire, delight, and positively impact society. Now, that's foreshadowing if I've ever seen it. That's like when Google put like the... Uh, Don't be evil? Yeah. Uh, like, you're going to get rid of that. They also <laughs> fired... Google fired like the last two people on their AI ethics team recently. Mm -hmm. um, for what they say were totally valid reasons, but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, the statement from Boston Dynamics continues. We take great care to make sure our customers intend to use our robots for legal uses. We cross-check every purchase request against the U.S. government's denied persons and entities list prior to authorizing a sale. In addition, all buyers must agree to our terms and conditions of sale, which state that our products must be used in compliance with the law and cannot be used to harm or intimidate people or animals. Any violation of our terms of sale will automatically void the product's warranty and prevent the robot from being updated, serviced, repeated, or replaced. Provocative art can help push useful dialogue about the role of technology in our daily lives. This art, however, fundamentally misrepresents Spot and how it is being used to benefit our daily lives. But the what the final creation of this is art. It is art. So, used as intended. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't really seem like uh, Mischief actually violated the TOS since no laws were broken and no humans or animals were harmed or intimidated. Yeah. I and, wasn't scared one bit. <laughs> no. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. Uh, and it's a little bit rich for Boston Dynamics to get so defensive about all of this when uh, a ton of their early funding came through DARPA, the U.S. government agency that exists specifically to develop technology for use by the military. Uh, also, just this week, videos started going around of the NYPD using their spot robot at a home invasion crime scene. And uh, just a few months back, they used their spot robot to try to find a gunman who barricaded himself inside a home. Now, we're probably still a long way away from actually strapping guns to these robots, uh, with the approval of Boston Dynamics. Mm -hmm. It's okay now, because uh, they gave us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but that's definitely the direction that uh, it's been heading this whole time. And with regards to this mischief stunt, uh, perhaps Boston Dynamics doth protest too much. Yeah, it's just a paintball. Mm -hmm. We specifically designed Spot to weigh enough to keep it on the ground and stable, but not so much that it would crush someone's neck if the police directed it to do so. Jesus Christ. Uh, the future sucks. Mm -hmm. But hey, until you have to worry about getting gunned down by a headless canine robot, you've still got plenty of other things to worry about, like how the hell to actually get your hands on a goddamn brand new GPU for your gaming PC. It's impossible. Yeah. Ever, ever since the rise of Ethereum and various other cryptocurrencies that rely on GPUs for mining, people who want a new graphics processing unit for actual graphics processing have had to compete with the crypto miners. And things have gotten especially bad over the past year. 
Uh, buying a new GPU involves either camping out overnight outside your local computer store and hoping that they've got a new shipment, or just severely overpaying on the secondhand market. Uh, so even when ordering an entire brand new pre-built through like iBuyPower or whatever, it can mean waiting several months before they're actually available to fulfill your order. Uh, I have no idea when I'm getting mine. Uh, even graphics cards that are a few years old and should, uh, under normal circumstances, be much more affordable at this point are caught up in this problem. Uh, plus, the PS5 and Xbox Series X are also seriously difficult to get uh, your hands on without having to deal with scalpers. Um, we just want ray tracing, damn it. I want to see those reflections. I'm excited to see how fast, because when they turned on the uh, NVIDIA like graphics uh, encoding for Adobe Premiere, it went from like 35 minutes exporting to like eight minutes. I export 45 minute videos in under 10 minutes now. It's wild. I'm so excited to get my new PC and see. I want to get it under a minute, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Bloop. Uh, yeah. So what's the solution here? Well, uh, this past week, we got two very different ta uh, takes on what's to be done. One from John Carmack and one from NVIDIA. So John Carmack, who rose to fame as the co-founder of id Software and is currently at Oculus, proposed the following on Twitter. Given shortages and speculators on things like 3090 GPUs and new consoles, it seems like we really would be better off with a transparent auction system directly from the manufacturers and a more efficient market. The world of sales channels prevented that in the past, but we may be moving past that for a lot of products. There would be much indignation at reported prices out of the gate, but removing intermediaries should net out better for consumers in the end. So basically, instead of bidding on GPUs and consoles from scalpers who inflate the prices, John Carmack thinks the manufacturers themselves should be auctioning off their products directly to customers, uh, which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, it seems like uh, not really fair. I, I guess nothing's fair. I, I don't know yeah. how to solve the problem, but it, uh, I don't like that solution. No, that sounds <laughs> stupid. Now, this idea, it's obviously attracted a lot of criticism for a ton of reasons, ranging from the negative effect it would have on retailers to the fact that it might not even be legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem really still just comes down to a lack of supply during a period of very high demand. So ramping up production is probably a more practical solution than completely changing the way consoles and GPUs are sold. Yeah. Now, NVIDIA, for their part, do seem to be ramping up production, including manufacturing older GPUs that they had previously stopped making. Those are from five years ago. Why would anyone want that? I'll take anything, NVIDIA. Anything. <laughs> Uh, but they've also now got a very simple solution to the problem of crypto miners hogging up all the new graphics cards. Just make their new GPUs a bad investment for Ethereum miners. Uh, they announced recently that the upcoming GeForce RTX 3060 will be able to automatically detect when crypto mining is taking place and basically make it run a lot less efficiently to the point where it would be stupid for a miner to use it for mining. Uh, and meanwhile, they announced a new line of cryptocurrency mining processors that are useless for graphics, but are fine-tuned specifically for mining performance. That so. seems like a great compromise. Split the marketplace yeah. between these two very different groups. Yeah, you and don't want to anger gamers or crypto miners. They, they targeted gamers. Gamers. The real war is going to be gamers versus crypto miners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this seems like a good idea. Hopefully it eases up a lot of that current strain on the GPU supply chain, but... Uh, for now, it's still probably several months until any of us have a shot at picking up a semi-new GPU for less than highway robbery prices. Mm -hmm. And uh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Now, on to COVID news. Uh, let's get started with the good news, okay? Hey. Vaccination, it's, it's chugging along. And new cases, they are way down over the past month and a half. Probably because, at least in L.A., everyone fucking got it in November and December, so everyone has the antibodies, I guess. We did it. Uh, on top of that, it's looking like what was once a big concern for experts, a twindemic of COVID-19 and seasonal flu that would overrun hospitals. It looks like that hasn't happened. 
In fact, according to the CDC, the flu has been suppressed to some of the lowest levels ever recorded, which makes sense. COVID and the flu, they're, they're spread in similar ways, and COVID is more contagious than the flu. So if you're taking the proper steps to prevent COVID infection, you're also preventing flu infection. This is the longest I've ever gone not getting sick. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Even like, uh, like I've felt like I might be getting sick a couple times. And in the past, that would have meant I'm going to be sick yeah. like fully in like two days. But it always just like goes away. Like I, it's, it's weird. I've never gone this long without like having a stuffed up nose or just feeling like shit. I, look, like as you all know, if I go outside the house, I have my mask on. So it's like yeah. the chances COVID, whatever, someone at the fucking grocery store sneezes because they're an asshole and they don't have their thing over their nose, whatever. But the flu, if I got my mask on, I feel like completely safe from that. Yeah. I haven't had like, I mean, I get nervous when I go to the grocery store. But aside from that, yeah, perfectly fine <laughs> since this whole thing started. Anyway, another good news. Remember how that Pfizer vaccine, despite being very effective, was going to be a huge pain in the ass to transport and store due to needing to be kept at extremely cold temperatures that most freezers aren't even capable of? Well, uh, so it turns out that's not actually the case. Whoops. Better late uh, than never figuring this out. You don't need to do any of that shit. Our bad. Yeah. yeah. Pfizer and BioNTech were apparently just being a little overcautious with that temperature stuff, and they announced last week that... Uh, turns out it's totally fine to store their vaccine at standard freezer temperatures for up to two weeks. So, uh, sorry, Dippin' Dots, your services are no longer needed. And, uh, yeah, it's good news for getting the vaccine to yeah, more like remote it, places exactly. without having to invest in, like, extreme cold supply chain shit. Yeah, to, to be fair, they, they do have to be deep deep frozen for a while. It's just for the, yeah. that what they would call in, like, the Uber kind of the terminology, last the mile. last mile. Yeah, it, it yeah at, at, the sub, at the extreme temperatures, you can store them for, like, six months. But... They're good for two weeks. You can keep them in your home refrigerator or freezer if you need to, and it'll last two whole weeks. Everyone who's been waiting outside of clinics now is going to be like, oh, God damn it, because they're not going to be as uh, eager to get rid of it at at the end of the day. Yeah, and the shot's just not going to feel as good. Before, it was like, ooh, give me that cold. It's like, (laughs) that's barely cold at all. This is bullshit. Anyways, another good news. It, It looks like the vaccines actually work. I mean, we already knew that thanks to all the research and development that went into getting them approved for use in the first place. But now that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have been injected into so many people, research seems to indicate that uh, in addition to limiting infection, they also greatly limit transmission. And our big worry was that vaccinated people could still carry the virus and infect other people who hadn't been vaccinated yet. But that seems to not be a valid concern anymore, yeah, at least in good. most cases. Because that was like, I was worried about that because I, and I, it's weird that we haven't seen this yet, but uh, my big worry was that once People started getting vaccinated. Uh, they wouldn't care. and they'd Yeah, just they'd be like, well, I don't need to wear a mask. I got the vaccine. It's like, no, you hit it, you can spread it to other people. But now it looks like, <laughs> looks like those assholes are right. Yeah. You should still wear a fucking mask, though. You might be able to. Because I don't trust you. You might be able to see your parents soon, despite the fact that they've been partying at Margaritaville for three weeks straight. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, look, that's all good news. But uh, now on to the COVID-19 bad news. Uh, all of this might have been in vain because... Yet another unique variant of the virus has apparently been running wild here in California since the summer. And it not only spreads more readily than vanilla COVID, but it actually also evades antibodies generated by COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, And some scientists are saying that by the end of the month, uh, 90% of the infections in California will be from the California variant. Now, one scientist told the LA Times, the devil is already here. I wish it were different, but the science is the science. Does that mean that the antibodies produced by having it also don't work? 
Okay. Like if you had it like, you know, uh, a month or two ago or you, uh, October or whatever, the antibodies created by the beating the virus wouldn't work either? Um, not unless it was this strain. Hmm. But yeah. It's like, and they're not saying that like you have the same chance of getting it if you're already vaccinated. It's just the vaccines are far less effective against this strain, or at least that's how it seems right now, which is not great, especially if this becomes the dominant strain uh, here and throughout the country or whatever. And oh. in addition to being a version of COVID that's more contagious and has a much better chance of infecting you, even if you're vaccinated, uh, there's also the UK variant, the Brazil variant, and the South Africa variant. And the big worry is those variants teaming up a sort of axis of evil to create a new variant that's uh, much more dangerous than the sum of its parts. It's morphin' time! Yeah. Uh, from the LA Times, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, raised a further concern in an interview with the Times. A survival of the fittest contest between the UK and California variants could accelerate the spread of the strain that's best able to elude the effects of COVID-19 vaccines, he said. Best way to prevent this, he added, is to stop the spread of either variant by getting vaccinated, wearing masks, and limiting exposure to others. So, again, keep, keep doing what you were hopefully already doing for the last 11 months. And then Megan McCain was like, ah, where? I don't even know when I'm going to get my vaccine. Megan McCain, my father, would have been vaccinated by now. But since he's not here, as the daughter of my father... John McCain, mm-hmm. I should get his vaccination in his place. Have you seen the rumors about her stylists like <laughs> secretly hating her and making her look terrible on screen on purpose? Um, I mean, that's like that's the joke because her hair always looks fucking ridiculous. I yeah. don't know if they're doing it on purpose. Did you see the but... Salt Bay one from like yesterday? She had uh, like uh, like yeah, like, there's like ring of jewels going yeah. on her head. <laughs> Someone did the Salt Bay over it. I liked the the Chun Li that she had with like two pigtails cut. Like she looks ridiculous. She's a terrible <laughs> like, person who looks ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, she's she, outside of like Ted Cruz. Her social presence is the worst. Yeah, yeah, she sucks because she's always trying to be like middle. She's tr- always tries to be middle of the road. Insane. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Looks like probably not going to the restaurant anytime soon, at least here in California. But thank God for this week's first sponsor, Caviar. Yeah. <laughs> Stay at home. Get some food delivered. Pizza, sushi, dim sum, falafel salad. Get whatever food you're in the mood for on the Caviar app with delivery from your favorite local restaurant. Caviar is the app that has the best local restaurants. Get them delivered right to your door. Caviar is all about great restaurants. That's why you'll find the best spots in your neighborhood right when you open the app. With collections like Mediterranean, vegan, vegetarian, and more, it's super easy to find good food for whatever you're feeling. You looking for something that's not dinner? Well, Caviar can also help you get ice cream, fun snacks, breakfast, and a healthy lunch, and a lot more. So uh, get the Caviar app, get delivery, get the food you want. And for our viewers, Caviar is giving you 20% off your first order. That's free food, baby. Uh, just enter the promo code TECHNEWSDAY at checkout, all one word. That's 20% off your first order with promo code TECHNEWSDAY. Download the Caviar app and use our code TECHNEWSDAY for 20% off your first order. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Mm -hmm. Fellas, we're in the thick of winter and a storm's brewing. It's looking like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Mm -hmm. And luckily, the folks at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure that you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Hey, you! When's the last time you shaved your nuts? Well, if you've been putting it off, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Thanks to its ceramic blade and advanced kin-safe technology, your snags on your snowballs will be greatly reduced. The trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim in the shower. 
Or the jacuzzi, if you'd prefer. prefer. <laughs> Clean out that filter. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, why not go big with the Manscaped Performance Package? The best buy of 2021. The Performance Package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag for when you're vaccinated. <laughs> Uh, this bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant that will make your balls smell nice and make you feel like your testes are walking in a winter wonderland, and the Crop Reviver, a spray-on toner for your balls made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will make your balls look up at you and say, hey, thanks, buddy. Oh. Don't get cold feet this summer. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash technewsday. Again, that is manscaped.com slash technewsday for 20% off plus free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners Looks so good. And I gotta say, I gotta add it again. Their cologne, I love wearing it. It makes it's so it's just fun. I smell like a dad. Yeah. Like an 80s dad. 80s dad. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, you are. Anyways, let's get back to the news. Uh Google Stadia has been sued. Sued. Because they claimed that the election was a fr- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh the class action lawsuit alleges that despite claiming to be able uh, to run games at 4K resolutions, then that was a lie. And it wasn't just Google doing the lying. Bungie and id Software also lied about resolutions and frame rates for Destiny 2 and Doom Eternal. And yeah, despite Google initially claiming that Stadia would run all games in true 4K, both id and Bungie have previously confirmed that this is not the case and their game's 4K resolutions are achieved through upscaling. Can you really tell the difference, though, kid? I, I can't tell the difference because I haven't played Stadia since the day I got it. Ha. Well, you may be entitled to damages because, yeah, if you pre-purchase the Stadia Founders Edition or the Stadia Premier Edition and or a Stadia subscription under the impression that you would be getting true 4K 60fps gaming like they promised, you may be entitled to damages in this class action lawsuit. Or not. I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll be desperately awaiting my $2 check yeah, in the mail. There you go. For your troubles. And some, some lawyer buys a yacht with it. Yeah. That's mm. how our legal system works. And it's great. There's <clears> nothing <throat> wrong with it. Mm. It's a perfect country. Yes. But uh, meanwhile, Stadia's troubles continue, even outside the courtroom. Uh, we talked recently about Google shutting down Stadia's internal game studio. And uh, hilariously, this happened right as a game developed by a studio that Google bought was experiencing a game-breaking bug for Stadia players. Journey to the Savage Planet isn't a Stadia exclusive, but its developer Typhoon Studios was purchased in late 2019 and placed under Stadia's game studio. And when Google shut down Stadia's game studio, it also shut down Typhoon Studios. At the exact same time that happened, though, players of the game specifically on Stadia were experiencing game freezes on the main menu. So the game needed a patch, but the people who made the game, they were no longer around to do so. So Google told players that 505 Games, the publisher who brought the game to other platforms, would be the ones patching the issue. But uh, 505 Games said, uh, no, no, they couldn't do that because Google owns all the game code and all the data for the Stadia version. So (laughs) Google, you're just going to have to deal with this yourselves, buds. And uh, yeah, it took them about three weeks to patch their own game, which was running just fine on every other platform aside from the platform that Google owns. Much like a lot of other people in the industry, Google apparently didn't know the difference between publishers and developers. Yeah, there is a big difference, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. Google, you don't, you don't understand. We don't have access to this. Yeah, you guys published the game, so just fix the game. Yeah. It's like, no, we published it. You developed it. Well, you're going to look bad if you don't fix it. Not us. It's your fault. 
Uh, in other news, last week we talked about the drama between the Australian government and Facebook over a new law that would require Facebook and Google to negotiate revenue sharing with uh, news outlets whose links get shared on Facebook. Well, Facebook made a big stink about it for months, and then last week went ahead and blocked all links to news websites on Australian Facebook as a way of basically saying, is this what you want? Is this what you want, Lester? Uh, so Facebook does bear a lot of responsibility for killing the news business, largely by gobbling up most of the ads that would otherwise end up on news sites and bring the news sites revenue. But as many of our Australian viewers happily pointed out to us on Twitter and oh, in the comments last weekend, I oh, don't think you got the whole story. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is apparently isn't exactly the David versus Goliath fight that it might seem to us over here. Uh, Australian news media is among the most concentrated in the world. Rupert Murdoch owns most of it. Mm -hmm. And Rupert Murdoch is a bastard who is responsible for Fox News and various other news sources around the world that have objectively made the world a worse place. So it's, it's actually really difficult to say whether he or Mark Zuckerberg is the worst person. Yeah. Yeah. Goliath versus Goliath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, according to people in Australia... The whole thing with the uh, government trying to get Facebook to pay news publishers is just a shakedown for Murdoch, who has a lot of influence over Australia's government, believe it or not. Uh, as with a lot of conflicts we feature on this show, you really don't need to pick sides. But just as an update, it looks like both sides have reached an agreement, and Facebook in Australia, it now has news on it once again. That, <laughs> the temporary peace treaty is over. Yeah. Much like Christmas Sorry uh, for making World your timeline so nice. Yeah, Back to fuck it up again. It must have been nice while it lasted, but uh, both sides in the fight, they're claiming victory, and it seems like basically the law will now be a lot more lenient towards Facebook. So I guess we'll see how things actually go, but meanwhile, a similar law in, is in the works over in the EU, and this is probably a fight that Facebook and Google will be fighting around the world for the foreseeable future. Fighting around the world. Mm -hmm. Another Australian staple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, last week, we talked about NASA's Perseverance Mars rover landing on Mars. Uh, but now that the dust has settled, uh, we've got a kind of crazy amount of photos and videos of the whole thing that have been beamed 62 million kilometers across the solar system. And you heard that right. Video from Mars. Mm. Not only that, but also audio. Uh, in terms of video, there's a bunch of footage from the landing itself that shows the surface of Mars very clearly as the rover parachutes down. It's not much. But it's the first hour of footage of its kind. NASA now has a video camera capturing footage on the surface of another planet. And it's just kind of insane to wrap your head around this. Like, like it's like something, it looks fake. Yeah. Like, if you saw this in a movie, you'd be like, oh, they did a bad job. Why doesn't this look real? Well, I look forward to the first prank video from Mars. <laughs> uh, in terms of audio, well, uh, I mean, it's Mars, so there's not a lot of chatter happening up there. But uh, again, Imagine if there was, though. It is kind of insane to be able to hear the sound of wind on another planet. Uh, here, take a listen. Yeah, so that's wind, all right. If you're ever like uh, feeling too happy and want to just feel desolate and alone, just crank yeah. this on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, there's several high-res photos beamed back to Earth, and hopefully soon we'll get to see some footage from that drone that they sent with Perseverance. Oh, and uh, eagle-eyed viewers may have noticed some uh, a seemingly random pattern on Perseverance parachute in the landing footage. Well, it wasn't random. And within just a few hours, people were able to figure out that those, rose, uh, those red and white stripes translate to a message in binary, Dare Mighty Things, which is the motto of Perseverance's team. 
along with the latitude and longitude coordinates for uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which is just a few miles up the road here. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. So that's cool. You know, it's Florida has the, they got the, the launch pad. Good for them. But they mm. don't even really use it anymore, do they? What? Yeah. Oh, I thought... That's where all SpaceX stuff happens. Oh. But they send the manned missions from Kazakhstan. Like, no, they just did a manned mission from Florida last mm, year. It was uh, the biggest news of the year outside uh, of the coronavirus. Maybe in maybe in the Florida news media. Must have flown under my radar. Yeah, Ron DeSantis was like, I don't know what anyone's talking about with this pandemic. Yeah. We just launched people into space. <laughs> but yeah, Florida's got the launch pad. Oh, look at that. Explosions. Very loud. But now I'm you've got me doubting myself when, of whether or not that happened in Florida. I'm I don't know, maybe it did. I but for a long time they weren't launching people into space from the United States. They were doing it from Kazakhstan, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Hey Siri. Uh where did the astronauts on the SpaceX thing launch from? That's right, I have an iPhone now. You all know that. One moment. Okay. I found this on the web for where did the astronauts on the SpaceX thing launch from? Check it out. <laughs> the SpaceX thing. <laughs> what is this here? 404. Yeah, I don't think, I think, um, it's a conspiracy. We got a conspiracy yeah. here. SpaceX? What's SpaceX? Well, anyway, they'll probably let you, us know. You finish the, the episode. The I'll figure this out. That's, uh, that's it for this week. Kennedy so. Space Center. Okay. I was right. Well, congratulations, Florida, but none of that would have been possible without the work of uh, JPL's uh, scientists here in sunny Southern California. They make great speakers and they, <laughs> and they launch. How do they do so much? <laughs> One of my favorite jokes on Twitter is uh, just like... Uh, God, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something about how Yamaha makes everything. And they're oh, like, yeah. They're like, oh, boy, do I have a surprise yeah, for you. Yeah, it's like, I, I would like a, uh, I'd like a motorcycle, please. <laughs> like, coming right up. It's like, yeah, by the way, you wouldn't happen to know where I can get a guitar. <laughs> like, funny you should ask, buddy. <laughs> it's true, though. Yamaha makes, their product line is fucking wild. And, like, a lot mm. of it's great. Like, their guitars don't get nearly the respect they deserve, but, like, Especially in the 80s, like, Yamaha's guitars were basically, like, knockoff Gibsons that were 90% as good, but for, like, significantly less. And Yamaha made the CS80 synthesizer, which is the sound of Blade Runner and a bunch of, like, other iconic shit from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Thank yeah. you, Mr. Yamaha. Thank you, Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that, that's our episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you haven't already, please check out these previous videos over here. And, of course, you know, hit that like button. Subscribe if you're new here. Yeah. You don't get a lot of new people around here, but don't let anyone look at you sideways. And if they're All new, are welcome. Hey, if you're new, in the comments section, tell everyone how that you're brand new to the channel. And uh, if, you, if you've been here for a while, why don't you give them a nice pat on the back? Yeah. yeah nice. We're, we're friendly. Give them a community. nice, friendly internet today. Welcome. Give them an internet today. E-hug. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye.